Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another installment of Locked On Texans, your daily podcast covering the Houston Texans every single day. And as always, I'm your host, Texans reporter for ESPN Houston, Cody Davis, along with my partner in crime. John, some sports guy Hickman, happy to be back with you guys to end off the week on Friday. No Brandon K. Scott, keep my boy in your prayers. However, we do have a couple of things to discuss for today. Some Texan news, Nick Casario uh, in the news discussing how he wants to attack the future of this team while also evaluating the current players on the roster and how that would be difficult. Also, the Super Bowl, you know, cannot have a show heading into the weekend of the NFL's biggest weekend of their season without discussing the Super Bowl. And it's Friday, so we're definitely going to have some fan mail here from a couple of the listeners and discuss what they have on their mind. But before we even talk about Nick Serio moving forward, a new sermon for Jack Easterby has been leaked. Did you guys see it? Were you guys moved? Did it make you want to get out your seat and give your last $2? to the congregation, made the church say amen, but nobody said amen. I don't I don't know, man. You know what's funny before we really get things cracked off? I look at the situation as one of the most bizarre situations I've seen in sports history that does not have to do with a murder, right? Not to, go, not to kind of go, we have OJ. We also have Aaron Hernandez. You, you, I mean, we have Ray Lewis. We have a lot, but this is one of the most bizarre stories that I've seen because of all the things that have plagued the NFL, a pastor has never been it. And so I guess it's, it's one of those things where you never say never. I think it's funny, but Nick Casario did address the challenges that he will have to face in assessing who he has on this roster now and how he wants to you know, improve for the following season. Casario um, said that he spent a lot of time going through our team, going through our roster, and just going back. And also after the recent hires of head coach David Cully, Lovey Smith, and so on, uh, he understands that he has to give them the opportunity to evaluate the team, continue it. We have a little bit of time, but the first thing is going to be the new league year, March 17th, with free agency. So we'll make a decision, some decisions, or at least have a plan relative to what we want to do or may not do. And I think uh, these are the things that we are, well, at least we should be excited to hear because, you know, Cody and I, 16, 790, 97.5, listeners on Twitter, Nick Serio could be quite possibly the best man for the job. Uh, but we also have to understand that there is a path in front of him that has many roadblocks. He mentioned the free agency. Understand this. The Texans already have a limited amount of cap space. Can't really go out there and bag those big name guys. Uh, but the, he's also going to have to deal with the fact that how many players don't want to come to Houston. And I like this quote and discussion because it'll help us um, bring in the discussion of evaluating the entire roster from assistant coaches to coordinators, to players for the following week coming up. You know, the Texans currently only have eight picks starting in the third round as of right now. There's no scouting combine this year. Pro days may be scaled back and the senior bowl is done. So uh, him and his background and Frank Ross's background of being scouts 
especially what Nick Casario was able to do in New England for all of those years. They have the ability to find some great players. It's just going to be more difficult because of uh, preparations and precautions of dealing with the coronavirus. So I think this is very important to hear him say, listen, we are all off of Deshaun Watson talk. I think it's been played out. I think once the decision is made, whether or not they're going to trade him, which I think is in their best interest, uh, then we'll bring that back. But as of right now, like I mentioned yesterday, it's 52 other guys, 53 other guys on this roster that those slots need to be filled and evaluated. And I'm happy to hear Nick Casario uh, attack it early on before March 17th gets here. Yeah, you and me both. And I do want to say when it comes to Nick, I'm glad that he made this statement now because given everything that's going on with this organization from the Jack Easterby, from the Deshaun Watson talk, there's one thing I like that he did, and that's the fact that he has not lost sight on the main objective of why the Texans brought him in as the general manager, which is to turn this 4-12 and team around into a respectable team. Now, does that mean, given everything that he's going up against, does that mean he's going to build this team into a playoff contention team for the 2021 season? Probably not. But at the end of the day, you have to give respect what respect is due. And I like the fact that Nick, along with this new coaching staff, a very good coaching staff, because over the past couple of days, John and myself, we literally broke down on why majority of the guys that, that are now on this coaching staff is reason to feel excited about this team. Because so many of these guys, like Lovey Smith, like Pep Hamilton, like Rob Prince, so many of these guys have a proven track record for developing talent, especially young talent. And th that is what I'm excited to see. So looking beyond the noise that's surrounding this organization right now, it is time for us to look at the product that was on the field in 2020 and look at ways how this team can improve in 2021. John, as you mentioned, the new calendar year starts on March 17th, and I'm pretty sure there's going to be a lot of movement surrounding this team. How about this? How about it's not a lot of movement player-wise? We've already had a lot of movement movement. Uh, coordinator-wise, uh, assistant coach-wise. We will see some movement, but I don't think the Texans, in my opinion, you guys can you know go back and forth with me about this all day, but I don't think the Texans have a lot of room and can afford a lot of movement considering what's going on internally with their franchise. Uh, I think David Culley is a move that when you bring him in at head coach, uh, he's a guy that can you know, immediately impact your team if circumstances were different. Because what he was able to do was bring in a coaching staff that has experience, right? And good experience. I think bringing in a new tight end coach was major. I think bringing in Lovey Smith was major. I think bringing in Pep Hamilton was major. So they have guys that are coming in from other teams that I believe will do a good job. It's just too much going on on the outside, on the inside rather. So I don't think they can afford a lot of movement. I think there's going to be a time period here in Houston where guys are just going to have to get coached up, right? Like we heard from Lonnie Johnson, he was on 790. Uh, he, he's, he mentioned that he thought they were going to get Eric Bieniemy, but he also backdoored his statement by saying he talked to Cully and he think he's going to be a, a good coach here. He's one of those young guys that are going to have to get coached up. Speaking of young players and young guys, you know who I'm sick of? I'm sick of greats like Shaq, but since this is the Locked On Texans, greats like Brett Favre. I mean, Brett Favre, you are the same man that sent uh, penis pictures to your coworkers. You held 
the Green Bay Packers under hostage for several years uh, because they didn't want to trade for Randy Moss at one point. You're pissed off. You retire. You're threatened. Brett Favre, you've done so much. And for your comments to come out to say Deshaun Watson makes too much and he needs to go out, basically shut up and throw. Um, who are you to say that? I mean, you kind of created this holding a team hostage field. So just shut up. Thank God for Aaron Rodgers getting drafted so the Green Bay Packers were able to go on and uh, have a successful run, somewhat successful, won a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers. The Super Bowl is coming up in a couple of days on Sunday, so the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, when it comes to getting or staying in shape, nothing feels as good as the feeling of accomplishment or hitting your fitness goal and just feeling great about yourself. Me personally, I want to lose 100 pounds before I get married next year. Started the year off good, lost 15, gained eight back because I went to Vegas, but for the most part, lost about seven to eight pounds for January. But I tell you what, Echelon can get all of us there. Echelon offers the next generation of connected fitness bikes, fitness mirrors, rowing machines, and their Echelon Stride Smart Treadmill. No matter what your favorite fitness activity, Echelon gives you a fun and challenging workout from the comfort of your own home. The EX7S is Echelon's latest state-of-the-art innovation that takes cycling to the next level. The connected fitness bike is built with performance, flexibility, and durability in mind. The EX7S is the bike for competitors at heart. Right now, you can try any Echelon fitness equipment at home for 30 days. Go to echelonfit.com slash locked on. That is E-C-H-E-L-O-N fit.com slash locked on. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski, host of Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcast. And speaking of Locked On Today, it's going to be full of excitement come Monday, the day after the Super Bowl between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Kansas City Chiefs. And what we're going to do here on Locked On Texans, we're actually going to take a step back. We're going to, we're going to leave Houston. We're going to go down I-10 East. We're going to take the Tampa Bay exit, and we're going to head on down to the Super Bowl 55. And, John, when you talk about the Super Bowl, everyone wants to know, who are you going for? Are you going for Kansas City? Are you going for... Tampa Bay. Are you going for the GOAT in Tom Brady or are you going for the baby GOAT in Patrick Mahomes? And let me just say this first. John, you know how I feel about Patrick Mahomes. Yes, he is a phenomenal quarterback, but I do believe sometimes he might be just a little bit overrated because there is a guy in Houston who wears number four and, you know, I'm praying that he continues to wear number four in Houston who goes by the name of Deshaun Watson. I think that he's just as good as Patrick Mahomes. And if these roles were reversed, we'd be having the same conversations. However, I think I'm going to place my money in my bet on Tom Brady because first and foremost in my life and in my career, I've known that don't ever, ever count against Tom Brady. And if Brady wins on Sunday, this guy will be the first modern day player, or let me just say the first modern day GOAT to win seven championships. And John, the reason why that is so fascinating to me, because when you go back and you take a look at the NFL, the MLB, and the NBA, back in the 50s and 60s and the early 70s, there was always that one player who won everything. 
But come the 1980s that started to lay the foundation of the modern day sports that we see today, nobody has ever reached seven championships. In fact, the only guy who has reached seven championships in modern day time is Rob Ori. And at the end of the day, he's not considered a GOAT. He's not a Hall of Fame player. Plus, the man played with Hakeem Olajuwon, Kobe and Shaq, and Tim Duncan. So he better had seven reigns to show for his resume. However, with that being said, when you take a look at the GOATs, in all three major sports, nobody has never reached seven. You take a look at the NBA, Kobe, Tim Duncan, Magic, five. Kareem and Michael Jordan, six. You go down to the MLB, Derrick Jeter, five. And when you go down to the NFL, Tom Brady already has the most Super Bowl in NFL history at number six. And if the man wins seven, my God, he's going to solidify himself as the greatest winner in modern day sports. Why would you not want to root for greatness like that? Yeah, I mean, he's no longer in the Patriot jersey. And uh, I got to be honest with you. I've seen our dynasty. I loved our dynasty. I think that we have an opportunity to get back to where we were uh, in terms of being competitive next year in terms of the Patriots, right? But uh, I got to tell you, Patrick Mahomes is a Texas kid. And you calling him overrated? You know we've had this conversation before. Not calling him gonna, overrated. I'm just you, saying you there's a guy him, that you could call, do you it. You said just slightly good. overrated. Slightly overrated. Anything Patrick Mahomes and overrated comes out of anybody's mouth. I'm just call you a hater. I'm not a hater. There's just somebody just you, I I'm see just, that has basically been better with less. I'm gonna call you a hater. But you know I will say this. Uh, I think this matchup is good for the NFL. NFL lost out on a lot of money this year with with. Uh, not being able to go to stadiums and uh, things of that nature because of the COVID virus. And so I think having the new versus the old is a perfect matchup. I'm excited to see it. I think uh, the Buccaneers have a very good chance of winning the Super Bowl. But ultimately, I'm going to go with my boys over with Locked On Chiefs. Uh, Ryan Tracy and them boys, man. I'm going to go ahead and roll with the, with the Kansas City Chiefs on this one. And I think they win on Sunday. Simply because, man, I, I believe in Patrick Mahomes so much. Travis Kelsey will be on the field. Tyreek Hill will be on the field. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire will be on the field. I don't want to talk about these guys too much, man. These ain't the Texans, nor are they the Patriots. But shout out to Tom Brady, man. If he goes out there and gets seven, I don't think there will be an argument anymore with who is the greatest professional athlete of all time. Uh, but if Patrick Mahomes goes out there and get his second in two years, what what young quarterback has a, what quarterback has a better resume to start off their career? It would only be who? It's Tom Brady. But Tom Brady was nowhere near this good when he first started off. Man, MVP, a Super Bowl, second and third year. If he goes out and get it this year after signing a five hundred million dollar contract in the summer, yeah, the league should definitely be more than scared. They should be terrified. Because this man ain't letting up no time soon. And I hope, I pray to the sports gods, to the football gods, that injury does not touch him. Major injury, at least. I hope that he's able to play out his reign on the NFL. But, you know, we got some listeners we need to talk to. So let's go and do that. But before we do, it's not too late for you guys to make some extra money on the side with betonline.ag. Get in on the action. Don't sit on the sideline anymore. They are the one place that has you covered and the one place we trust, betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account online at betonline.ag and use promo code Locked On for your 50% welcome bonus. Again, that is promo code Locked On for your 50% welcome bonus. 
at betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Betting on the Buccaneers or the Kansas City Chiefs does not have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, get daily picks, quick hitting advice to make the smartest possible wagers. Subscribe to Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcast. It is Friday, so you know what that means. Mail time, mail time, mail time. A couple of you guys, listeners who we love, stop by. Left a voicemail, wanted your frustrations, opinions, and all of the above to be heard by Cody and I, and of course, the other thousands of listeners that we get. So, without further ado. Hey, Locked On Texans. My name is Mitchell Bennett. I'm calling all the way from North Kakalaki, North Carolina. I've been a lifelong Texans fan since day one. Since the day we announced that Dom Capers was our head coach, it kind of got me on board being a former Panthers fan. I really love Dom. But anyway, I, I'm I'm frustrated with everything that's going on with our team. Uh, but I kind of see both sides of the story. I do think there is a silver lining into getting rid of Deshaun. But I also would love for him to stay. But the main reason of my call is really not just so about Deshaun. It, is I'm starting to wonder, is, guys, uh, is our team almost like it's being run like a cult? Is, has Cal McNair bought into this false messiah named Jack Easterby? Like, it, it almost seems like it's either the Easterby way or the highway. And I'm wondering is, if this is true, is there anything that the league, as the NFL, can do about it? Because, like you guys say, you know, you should be, more so religion based around football, but if it's a cult, then there's got to be something that can be done um, because, you know, the government obviously can step in with cult-related ordeals, and maybe, you know, we as a fans need to, you know, maybe look into this, um, you know, and see what we can do to save our franchise, man, because this is, this is getting not only bad and weird, but almost scary. But I love what you guys do. Uh, I stay locked on every day. Actually, you guys are the reason I subscribe monthly now to Spotify. So uh just want to give a shout-out to all my Texas Nation. Uh, there again, I was a Texas fan before Deshaun, and, you know, I'm going to be a Texas fan after Deshaun. I'm a fan of Deshaun, but, you know, I'm not a just a Deshaun Watson fan. But keep it going, guys. Keep up the good work. Love you guys. Uh, love John Sports Guy Hickman and uh, Cody, Cody Davis. Uh, you guys keep up the good work. And uh, as always, go Texans. First and foremost, Mitchell, thank you so much for the love and support you are showing all the way from North Kakalaki, North Carolina. I just had to say that one time because I, I, I just love that name. But Mitchell, I'm going to say, man, I have to agree with you 100%. You know, first of all, let me start off by picking up where you said that you kind of feel conflicted about Deshaun Watson staying or going. And I feel the same way. I don't know if you caught Deshaun yesterday, but I say, you know, I am a little bit conflicted about him continuing his career as a Houston Texan. If he stays, then Houston has the possibility of missing out on some much needed draft capital and picking up some young promising players that they need, especially on the defensive side of the ball that can help them in the future. 
And if he goes, there's going to be the what if game played throughout the rest of his career and the Houston Texans in general on what if they would have gotten a foolishness together. And of course, Deshaun Watson, I do believe that he's on track for a Hall of Fame career. And at the end of the day, who doesn't want to see a Hall of, Hall of Fame career in Houston? But with that being said, Mitchell, I do believe that there is some kind of cult going on with the Houston Texans right now. And unfortunately, there is nothing the league can do unless somebody comes in with some hardcore evidence and facts. Then you're looking at a situation where that's going to become even more scarier because at that point, then the government might have to get involved. But Mitchell, you hit the nail right on the coffin, man. It's frustrating, but it's also kind of scary. Kakalaki, my boy Mitchell. Hey, you know what? Amazing question, which is funny because I just was watching the uh, Nexium documentary on HBO which is about uh, Keith Rainier. I hope I say his name. Well, I really don't care about saying his name right. That dude was a sicko on what he did. Uh, but Keith Rainier led the Nexium a cult into the ground. So that's, you know, well, he he did a lot more than just running to the ground. That dude was really thrown off. But I think when we look at him using uh, this, he used, his tactics were getting people involved by self-betterment. Right. And I don't think that's necessarily what Jack Easterby is doing. However, I think you can see two snakes in sheep's clothing by the way everything has been uh, by, by the way that they approach the situation. Can the NFL do something? You know, as Cody alluded to, not really. It would have to be firm proof. And I think with the disgruntled former employee that was leaking all of that news over to Sports Illustrated that had those two articles come out, um, I think that would be one of those things where maybe over the course of time, people really start looking into it, right? Because let's take a look at this. Kenny Stills was being tracked and followed, right? Because he went against what uh, allegedly, allegedly went against what Jack Easterby wanted to do in the organization. We've heard about DJ Reader not coming back, not because of money, but because he wasn't a cultural fit. We've heard about, uh, well, we've publicly seen Amy Palchik, uh, Chris Olson, James Roots, who retired after decades of working with a decade of over over a decade of working with the Texans. So Jack does has this cult leader feel. And I love that question. I mean, I wish that was something we can really just kind of meet up, have a beer and talk about privately in, in, in a more intense, in-depth way. But as of right now, there's literally nothing the NFL can really do. It would have to be something more concrete before they can move forward with trying to start an investigation on getting this man the hell up out of Houston. Until then, we have to deal with him and Joel Osteen dropping bars that are really weak on the pulpit. I'm sure you guys do it much better than Kakalaki. Yo, this is Jay uh, here in Austin, Texas. I'm a big Houston fan, uh, even before Deshaun Watson. Oh, man. I just heard the podcast today and uh, all the other guys and what they're going through and exactly what, you know, I'm going through, my family's going through, and it's just ridiculous, man. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Uh, I don't know. We definitely need change. So if, if we if we lose this guy, I, I don't know. No more no more Houston for us, man. It, it's, it's just sad, man. They need to get their stuff together. Jay, man, sit on down on the couch. Lay down if you need to. Uh, drink some water. I got a glass of water right there for you. Don't be alarmed by my pen and pad here. I'm your friend. Me and Cody are your friend. This is a safe place. But I got to tell you, understand this. 
I want you to expect things to get a little bit worse before they get better. Uh, we are your Monday through Friday locked on Texans sports psychiatrists. And we are here for you, Jay. Trust me, I'm your friend. I am your friend. But honestly, man, you know, all BS to the side. Um, this is why I'm going to be serious. I, I want you guys, listeners, I know we love our teams. Fans is short for fanatic, and we become fanatic about our teams, man. But understand this. There's only so much that any of us should really invest into these sports teams. More importantly, the players. The team normally, unless you're like a Seattle Sonic, uh, teams that relocate, um, teams normally say the same. You're going to have your chaos. You're going to have your good years. You're going to have your bad years, especially if you like the Cleveland Browns. But players are very interchangeable in professional sports or sports period at the collegiate level. I think that's professional. Uh, shout out to EA bringing NCAA back. So excited about that. But players are so interchangeable that one day you're here, the next day you're gone. Like my boy Pimp C. Bumby said a few years ago. So you know, understand that whether or not it's today or five years from now, six years from now, Deshaun's eventually going to be gone. I know we really have high expectations about what he can bring to this team in, re in regards to uh, possibly bringing a Super Bowl here. But my best advice is if he leaves, let it go. Be mad. Don't burn your jersey. Uh, don't pull up on, you know, Jack East to be in his house like, Fans did with Gary Kubiak years ago. Don't pull up on them. You know, don't drive from Austin. Do, don't do that. Do not do that. Okay? And I'll see you guys next week. I will see you, Jay, next week right here on Friday on the couch. I'm John, some sports guy, Hickman. Love you guys. I really do. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Locked On Texans and like us on Facebook as well. Follow me on Twitter at some sports guy. Where I would rather talk movies and music than the Texans right now because I'm still a fan and it pisses me off. And I don't want to see any more Jack East to be preaching videos. I mean, if there was a Yelp for pastors, if there was like a Pelp, oh my gosh, this review would be terrible for me. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace. Enjoy the Super Bowl. You are Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.